Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and associate editor, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um kind of uncomfortable you know we all know that in the in the giant in the in the exciting glamorous world of of podcasting during a pandemic i record this show on my bedroom floor and i will be for a few more weeks until we move and i get an office and can be like a real girl but so i'm sitting on my floor and i was sitting um cross-legged and my foot is asleep right now and it's really uncomfortable i'm sorry that this is only of interest to me in this moment but this is we're doing it live yeah, so. it happens. I mean, it could be worse. My cat could open the door again. That's really weird. I love the fact that my cat can open doors because it means he's very clever, but I hate the fact that my cat can open doors because it my means My very first wo- cat I ever had could do that too, and it's honestly a little bit creepy. I, I mean, I think it's hysterical every time I see him do it when I'm not in the room and I like watch from like outside, but when I'm in the room and the door is closed and I'm trying to, I don't know, record a podcast, conduct an interview, something like that, the cat just kind of like wham, opens the door and like jumps on my lap and is like, hi, I got in your room. It really sucks. But I'm bump. So what are we talking about today? Oh my gosh, we are talking about content that is extremely rated for Lacey today, which is not always a guarantee on this show. Um, As I look down the barrel of a long summer of mystery programming that I'm going to be forced to talk about. I'm so sorry. I'm pretty pumped that I at least get to start talking about a Tudor period drama, which is Stars' new series, Becoming Elizabeth. Now, the thing about Becoming Elizabeth is that like, because of um you know stars has been doing this this series basically kind of inspired by or maybe not maybe maybe just luckily um um timed with uh game of thrones becoming a massive hit starting with the war of the roses which is sort of what game of thrones is inspired by and the first one was the white queen which was produced by the bbc and then the bbc sort of i think didn't want to continue so stars picked it up so the next one, though it wasn't, it wasn't the White Queen season two. It was the White Princess, which was sort of like the White Queen season two, except it was a different story and a different cast. Um, but there was like one crossover character, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, that would be Margaret Beaufort. That's right. That's it. Um, and I'm then- a big nerd about these things. All these series were based on a series of novels uh, by Philippa Gregory, who is, as I think I've mentioned on this show multiple times, an incredible, like, guilty pleasure read of mine. I shouldn't call it a guilty pleasure. If you're reading, that's great. Love what you read. It's not, don't feel bad about it, but I love her books. And I'd read all of these, all of these, uh, Tudor books before they made them into star shows. Yeah. And the last, the last one that, that came out was The Spanish Princess, which was actually two seasons. And so when I heard about Becoming Elizabeth, I kind of assumed it was the same people and the same, the same thing, you know, because nope. clearly it was, it was next up because it was Elizabeth, it was, you know, the end of Henry VIII. I know it actually does sort of follow in sequence, even though I was really hoping that somebody would do, I don't know, like maybe not Anne Boleyn, although I would have really loved a take on Anne Boleyn from the people who did the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, alas, no. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe doing Catherine Parr or Catherine Howard or one of the wives that doesn't get a lot of attention. I would have yeah. I would have enjoyed that. I-, I could see that. But, you know, like, honestly, considering that the that stars has sort of focused on on the skipped parts and and not done the heavily done stuff in this series, I really kind of love the idea that we just went from, you know, Henry as 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 young man with 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 his Spanish princess and then uh 
Henry dead and let's keep going. Um, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, unfortunately, it turns out that no, it's not the same people. Though, honestly, to look at it, you probably wouldn't realize that. Um, but there's what 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 clued me in to the fact that this was definitely a different set of directors and a different sort of uh, 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 feel was the humor in it. It's quite funny. Like there are really, really funny moments the way that the, the way things are cut and the music. And I just I was really startled at how much I laughed at the first episode. I got a much uh, like a more Wolf Hallish kind of feel from this show than from the other three who are all done by Emma Frost, who is actually incredible. And I would love to have her on the show one day because she just is very like the way she constantly like is very drawn to telling female focused historical stories just speaks to me in a in a, in a personal way. But um, this mostly I say it's a little Wolf Hallish because it I think aims for a slightly more realistic feel in the sense of there are a lot of torches everything mm-hmm. is kind of dark mm-hmm. I, I and i and i mean like visually dark not like yeah. dark subject matter although there is dark subject matter oh no i absolutely agree it does it does have the same sort of visual to it that wolf hall had and it doesn't help that jessica rain is wandering around in a costume that looks a whole lot like the one she wore for wolf hall <laughs> like it's a little sexier but not by much um so basically, this is uh, another thing we should note is this series is not based on the the way the other three were based on Philippa Gregory books. The series is not really based on anything or well, it's based on historical. I, I talked to several of the cast members at a press junket a couple of weeks, a weeks ago, and a lot of them did do a lot of extracurricular reading of biographies and letters and stuff. But the show itself is not based on a book or any other piece of media. But the gist of it is, before anybody starts complaining, it's like, oh, no, we all know Elizabeth Tudor. I mean, we do in the sense that we all have a very specific idea of who Elizabeth Tudor was. And it's very, like, I think generally based in in either one of two places, the Elizabeth that defeats the Spanish Armada or the Golden Age Judy Dench version. Mm. Like... Those are very specific ideas we have of who this woman was. This series is focused on her youth, and I mean like her teenage years youth, when it's it's right after the death of Henry, which means that there was a huge power vacuum in the English court. Lots of people were scrambling for ways to hold on to their power. An 11-year-old boy became king, and he had two older sisters who were of two different religions, and there was sort of a a widespread hatred of Catholicism in the country at the time. And it, there's just so much going on that we usually just, I think pop culturally speaking, skip almost straight from Anne Boleyn to Elizabeth. And well, I this... know. We, 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 we basically go through like sort of the, the basically we, okay. So basically what happens when it comes to the Tudors is that there was the war of the roses and then the War of the Roses ended. And then Henry got married and divorced. And oh my God, let's all talk about the divorce for like 100 years. And then divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. And Queen Elizabeth came along. I know most people Most people really don't even, if anybody, re- unless you're really kind of a fan of this or have seen Six the Musical, which I highly recommend. I feel like no I one- I loved Six. It was so fun. I, it's so good. Uh, another thing that is extremely rated for Lacey. But um, I feel like most sort of normal people probably can't name the last three. And the only reason they know who Jane is is she's the one who died and she's the one who had a son. 
Um, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I, 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 I know them, but that's because I'm a geek. Um, and I also know that, like, the thing, the thing that we also sort of skip here is that there were actually three rulers between Henry and Elizabeth. Technically, there was there was Edward the Sixth. Uh, he didn't survive very long, but then there was Jane Grey. And whether or not you count her, yeah, I think he maybe ruled for five or six years. I think he was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, and 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 then Jane Grey comes along, and she's like like a few minutes, but you know, like a few months, I think. She's queen for nine days. Ah, uh, nine days. Thank you. Um, I knew it was really short, but she was technically queen. And then Mary comes along, and Mary was technically queen. Mary was queen for quite a long time. Yeah, there was a whole thing between them. It's just because we want to forget them doesn't mean they didn't exist. Elizabeth, Elizabeth didn't become queen for you know quite a while. You know, she was waiting in the wings for a very long time. And that waiting in the wings made her what she was as the Virgin Queen. She had basically put together this was the only way she could survive by then. But she didn't, you know, it's not like she's Athena. She didn't spring from Henry's head fully formed as the Virgin Queen. That's not how that works. Uh, a lot of her, a lot of her youth, um, this is a, this is actually a really great example of uh, history is told by the winners. Because a lot of what you read about Elizabeth in this in this time period, particularly during Edward's reign and and some of Mary's is is really going to vary wildly based on the source material you choose and whether and what kind of agenda the person who wrote that source material has Uh, a big piece of this show is after Henry died, Edward became king. Mary goes off to do her own thing because Edward was really ferociously Protestant and Mary was very Catholic, being the daughter of Catherine of Aragon. Um, but Elizabeth goes to live with Catherine Parr, who was Henry's final wife. She's the survive in the uh, in the list and had been, you know, had been Elizabeth and Mary and Edward's stepmother for some for some years before Henry's death. So Elizabeth goes to live with her. Catherine is now a widow. She almost immediately gets married to a man named Sir Thomas Seymour, who, who was the person she was in love with before she married Henry. Correct. Again, depending on who you read, okay. she had a pre-existing relationship with. It's so hard, and one of the things I think that uh, the show makes me think about the most is it's so hard to really get a clear picture of who a lot of these women were because most of what we know about them is filtered through other people, and those other people are male. And and and. We, we should also point out, just for the record, that Thomas Seymour, the man she married, was actually Jane Seymour's brother, the Nine Days mm-hmm. Queen. Like, mm-hmm. this is all... No, ex- no, Nine Days Queen is Jane Grey. Jane oh. Seymour is the third wife. Oh, Jane right. Seymour is sorry. Edward's mother. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is like, this. like <laughs> I said, this is the one episode this summer that I get to be really nerdy about. Edward Thomas <laughs> Seymour is Jane Seymour's brother. She also has another brother who is the Duke of Somerset, who becomes Lord Protector and sort of caretaker of Edward. So he okay. becomes the most powerful man in the country. Thomas is not happy about it. But Catherine marries Thomas. There's some scandal about this because uh, it's a little jumped up for him to be kind of aiming at the king's widow. Yeah. Uh, but so they all live at at Catherine's house and and again depending on who you read there may or may not have been an inappropriate relationship between Elizabeth who was very young at the time she was like 14 and and Thomas and there is a bunch of stuff that will come later in the show that I won't talk about now because in case some of you know it it's actually kind of exciting to watch uh, involving various plots against Edward and whether or not Elizabeth was involved in them and whether or not because of Thomas uh, spoiler alert Thomas Seymour is beheaded 
later on. <laughs> so just keep that in your back pocket. Um. Okay. So, you know, I'm sorry. I keep getting all the Janes confused and the Thomases confused because they do all have the same name. Like I had to actually look and make sure the Thomas. Catherine's too. I I actually went and looked to make sure. The reason I remember the Thomas Seymour is James Seymour's brother is because I was like, wait, Thomas, the guy who was uh, Anne Boleyn's brother, and I had to go look. No, 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 that's George, right? And so, like, I I I I get them all mixed up. I need a Jeopardy. I need a Jeopardy category on this. I would kill. (laughs) Um. So anyway, uh. I, 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 the thing about uh, the first episode, because the first episode was the only thing that aired, is that it starts very slow. I think part of that is because while you are very aware of who Elizabeth is and who Henry was, the show has to actually introduce a lot of these people because you don't know who they are. Unless you really happen to be interested in this particular slice of history, you probably have no idea who, who Thomas Seymour is. And and not only is there a lot of introduction, but there's a lot of, like, you know, history that has to, you, you know, the, the, the opening thing has the whole little spiel about three different siblings from three different mothers, um, you know, with three horses riding in three directions. And then you actually discover that, no, actually two of them live together, so it's not quite, the, it's not quite that clean. Um, but, you know, like, it's very... <sighs> felt a little bit like I was watching if somebody took succession and <laughs> made it tutors. <laughs> like, I mean, it's very, it's a very similar vibe because there's so much internal conflict about who's going to run the country. I mean, the new king is 11 years old and a, a, literally a child who does not know what he's doing and is, as as you will see later in the show, I'm trying to be very vague about the way I talk about the show because I've seen ahead a little bit, so I don't want to spoil stuff for people. Yeah, but you know, like he's very much portrayed in this show as a as a child, which I think is very accurate. So there's a lot of fighting for control, like physical control of his person, and you know who is going to have his ear and who is going to influence him and who is really going to be running the country instead of this kid. Um, I really loved one of the scenes in the first episode is when uh, the Lord Protector comes back and he is absolutely enraged that his brother went and married Catherine Parr. Like he would totally behead his brother on principle be- just for being a dumb butt. Right. Like and, <laughs> you know, like you really do get the sense that that's like his. He, he's like, I want to behead you just for being a moron. What the f- you know anyway um he goes to edward and he's like you approve this and edward and somebody says you know after the fact and edward's like i needed to save face and you can see even though he's 11 there's a he has absorbed a lot of this he's a kid but he's a stupid kid he's just young i also think it's got to be really damaging to have been a kid of henry tudor and to watch how henry treated people especially in the later years of his life when edward would have been little not a great not a great dad not a great example yeah and his his way of i i was really impressed at how that scene really sort of translated that even though this kid is a child and we have already seen several people argue over basically like you know who who gets to hang out with him who gets to talk to him you know uh he get who gets to tell him you don't get to see your uncle kind of stuff like when he, it's actually the kid you know even though like he throws an entire fit because they uh um um uh 
uh, Mary Queen of Scots, who he was supposed to marry. Oh, yeah, she flees to France. Get Flees to France, and he's like, you went to war and you won, but you didn't bring me my bride. You know, you, you technically, in my book, that means you lost. Like, it is a kind of a kid throwing a, a, a you know, a temper tantrum. Which is funny because, in the, it's funny because the show presents it as he doesn't even really want to marry that, marry, marry nope. that badly in the first place. <laughs> no, he's just mad that they didn't bring her back because that was supposed to be the prize. Um, but, you know, you, you, you contrast that to the actually pretty savvy response to, to Seymour and Catherine getting married and you know, the fact that he loves his stepmother for, you know, as best he can. She's the only real mother he ever knew. And he doesn't want to punish them, but he doesn't want to look like a fool. So, you know, like just 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 the fact that he thinks that way is really like it, it makes you almost wish that he'd grown up and uh, and and been allowed to rule longer because he actually seems like an intelligent kid. Or at least a savvy one. Mm, I don't know about that. But I will say that another thing I do really like about this show, the um, the way that they present Elizabeth, I think, is fascinating. Because like I said, oh, yeah. you have this sort of cultural image of who she was, like, like she just always existed as that person. And I love that this show actually lets her... Be a teenager? Be a teenager with all of the, with all of the sort of messy, emotional back and forth and bad decision making that that involves but i do like that the show also has these moments where you can still see the sort of steel underneath that will become that woman that looks really familiar to us but like right now she's 14 and she acts like a 14 year old yeah the fit she throws when jane gray is moved into the house right like that is a uh, by the way bella ramsey as jane gray is just great um, like I totally squeed when she came on screen. Um, I, the cast I, in this show is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Um, the whole, you know, it's funny. I remember reading when I was a kid or a teenager, when I was sort of obsessed with the Tudors, um, how Elizabeth kind of had an affair with Thomas Seymour or sort of had an affair. We're not real clear on that when she was a teenager and he was married to Catherine Parr and then Catherine Parr died. And then he sort of, you know, we're not quite sure what the heck happened. Um, Honestly, like I was genuinely uncomfortable seeing it as a person who is now an adult and who looks at a 14 year old and knows how vulnerable they are and how like really upsetting that kind of was and how much it made me sort of glad to know that Seymour's going to lose his head one of these days because you know what screw that guy he deserves it his wife is literally standing out in the hallway and he's like here seducing like a princess what no like ugh. I know so gross, so gross. The, thi- the I really do I really do while while we'll never know for sure historically if if something happened between if something really did happen between Elizabeth and Thomas Seymour. It feels like from the jump, the show knows that this is all extremely like scuzzy and wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that. I love, you can tell the show was created and written by woman because um, there's never any hint that this is truly romantic or truly a relationship that's going to go anywhere. It's yeah. very clear. The power, the power imbalance is very clear, even though she outranks him by leaps and bounds, but like he's a grown man. She's 14. Yeah. And the show the show never for a minute tries to make it look like that's okay. 
And and there's a level where also um I really I just love the performance that um uh, of the of Catherine Parr here um uh, that Jessica Rain my, is doing. It so is good. so good. Like even just in the first episode, the 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 jealousy, the horror, and the anger that she has to tamp down just watching Seymour flirt with Elizabeth. Like mm-hmm. that, the, the whole range that she that that she goes through. I love how happy she is that Henry's dead. Oh man, I love that too. That's like my favorite thing because that's so true. Because he would have killed her if he'd lived longer. Yeah, um, but she's just like, yes, I. She's like, I escaped. I'm out. Hooray! Let's go. Let Let's go have sex. And then she's like, you know, totally like just a free woman until she realizes that actually she's kind of not, and she has to race to keep herself free. And you, the, her, her marriage to Seymour almost feels less like she really loves Seymour and more like, oh my God, the gate's going to close, run. You know? I think it's a little bit of both. I think she really does love him, but I wonder if she doesn't love like the idea yes. or, or ideal of him that I'm, since they, I, I'm assuming that the whole, they had a pre-existing relationship prior to her marrying Henry thing is true. And I can see how kind of holding on to that being like this man's gonna die eventually mm-hmm. i'm gonna get out of this eventually like he could be sort of the north star for that so i don't i don't know i don't know if that's how the show intends to portray it that's how i like to read it because thomas is really scuzzy and Catherine deserves better yeah and there's almost a, that's the thing about rain's performance is that you almost can see that she almost can see that she deserves better but she can't let herself see it like, she can't let herself see that going out in the hallway and leaving him alone with Elizabeth is absolutely a bad idea because she can't let herself see it. I think the show does a really great job walking the line, too, of how much Catherine really does care about Elizabeth mm. versus how much she sees Elizabeth as useful. Mm. Yes. Because there's a lot of... I mean, Elizabeth is a princess. She's been reinstated in the line of succession. She is royal and she is also really Protestant, which Catherine is too, which I'll get to that in a second. But, but it, you know, it is helpful to them to have a royal in their household and to, and to presumably have the one that Edward is likely to favor more because they share a religion. Mm. And also just like, just just the, the sort of like, well, we have a princess and the princess approves of us, so therefore we're on the approved list. Like, you know, because honestly, uh, you know, Catherine Parr, you know, there isn't a dowager queen house here. Like, she has to... I know, know, she has to give up the jewels when she gets married. I know, it was so sad. Um, but at the same time, like, you can see that she's like, I will totally give these back if because if, if I have to, if this is getting me out of it. But then, you know, she also needs protection. And there's a level where Elizabeth is protection. Um, even more than Edward, in a way. That, that, that Elizabeth being there is part of what stops the Duke of Somerset from 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 running roughshod over Edward and his and his quote unquote uh, approval. Um can we also talk about the Duke of Somerset cuz I just I, I loved that performance. I really love John Heffernan. I think he's great and I was I, everything in the everything in these shows is just just in this show is just I I know I just said these shows like it's part of the other ones, but this this one is so good. Like I'm so pleased with it. It is. I just just say what well, I have to I have to 
owed to Catherine Parr for mm. one more second. Okay, Because sure. I do think Jessica Rain is doing an incredible job, but I also think the show is really doing an incredible job at, like I said, most people remember Catherine Parr as being the survive and the in the rhyme. Like, she's the one that lives. But truly and honestly, she was incredible as a person. She, I think, published the first uh, prayer book written by a woman under her own name in English. She was a scholar. She was brilliant. She was really opinionated and political and truly, like, almost died because Henry almost had her beheaded. <laughs> but they made up and then he kicked it. So it worked out for her. <laughs> but she was really an incredible woman and really ahead of her time. And I think uh, I think this is like a little step towards maybe rewriting some of that legacy. But I think that's part of the reason why I love it. I feel like Catherine Parr is definitely due for a rewrite. Um, I know there's also like a movie that they're making about her. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Firebrand, something like that, which, okay. which which kind of feels Protestant-y to me. So that makes sense. Um, speaking of which, why don't you talk about the Protestant bit a bit more? Because that that that's the stuff that I don't understand so much because, yeah, Jew. Okay, <laughs> so uh, basically in order to marry Anne Boleyn, Henry needed a divorce. And the Pope was not going to give him a divorce. So Henry decided that he would name himself head of the Church of England, thus breaking with Rome and allowing him to give himself a divorce. Which is sort of like the same, which is sort of like the Reformation that also happened with uh, with the Martin Luther dude, but like different. Yeah, different, because basically what Henry did turned into Anglicanism, which is essentially Catholicism light. So they're not actually Protestants, they're Anglicans. I th- Anglicans are a branch of Protestantism. There is the way that okay, sorry guys who don't Man, care about this, but like the way Protestantism works, like Catholicism is one big umbrella and it's a singular other than Orthodox Catholics which are basically like in Russia and stuff. The the church is the universal church and all Catholics are part of the same church. Protestantism has many branches including like Baptists, Methodists, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Anglicans, Episcopalians. Well, Episcopalian is American for Anglican. So, like, those are all branches of Protestantism. Okay. So they are all Protestants. So wait, wait, Episcopalians are actually like they don't think the uh, the 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 queen is the head of the church, do they? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Weird. Anyway, that was just just was just thought. Anyway. But I feel Episcopalians are just American Anglicans. So okay, fine. maybe they do. I had to, I, that is something I could not tell you. Wiki <laughs> is your friend, my friend. Anyway, so the 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 deal here is is as Henry got older and kept divorcing and murdering wives, he he got a little loosey-goosey with how he sort of allowed religion to flourish in the country. And by the time Edward comes to the throne, uh, England is not... England is Protestant, but they are kind of... Tolerant feels like a kind word. Like, Mary can go to Mass. That's basically... Like, Catholics can practice Catholicism. We're not really hiding people in the... We're not hiding, like, wandering priests in the priest holes and great houses right now. But it's not encouraged. And they certainly don't want... Edward and those around him certainly do not want a Catholic queen to take the throne after him. So this is a little bit like when people freaked out because JFK was Catholic? Is it a little bit like the same thing? I mean, kind weird but i like at this point like it's going to get a lot worse okay because uh bloody mary comes by her name honestly even though there's a lot more to her than that but there a lot of the tension because edward is so young because he's sickly because he does not have 
a direct heir of his own means that the next in line for the throne is Mary, who is very devoutly and openly Catholic. Um, can I can I just say how much? Um, first of all, uh, Romola Gary Gara How do you pronounce her name? I love. I, I know it's Romola, and I think it's Garai. Okay, she's great as Mary, but I was really struck by how separated she felt from the rest of the cast. It was almost like you know how in in Game of Thrones season one, like there was like everybody on one continent, and then there was Danny. I very much felt that from the first episode. Like there's everybody from Her- Henry's court and then there's Mary over there. I think that makes sense because like I said, the, the the Protestant faction was very much in power at the end of Henry's life. Catherine Parr is a very devout, pro- uh, the very devout Protestant. Uh, so is Edward. So is Elizabeth for that matter. Although Elizabeth will come to be known later for her sort of even handedness about religion. Um, so there's a whole like, like the fact that Mary is Catholic and what happened to her mother are the two defining like prongs of her life. And they are the two things that she becomes relentless about like not relinquishing. It's why when she was a princess, Henry, well, she's still a princess when she, when Henry was alive and she was younger, he kept trying to get her to sort of disavow her mother and, and, and support his remarriages and whatnot. And she like refused to do it because Catholics don't believe in divorce. So, but she's still in the line of succession. She goes in and out of it several times over the course of her youth. Uh, by the Catherine Parr was actually really, uh, if I remember correctly, Catherine Parr was very influential in getting both Mary and Elizabeth added back into the line of succession. Huh. Okay. Um, and sort of reconciling Henry with his daughters to a certain extent. But uh, yeah, because I was very struck towards the end of uh, the first episode. You know, uh, Lady Jane Grey basically sort of like low key threatens Elizabeth, saying that she and Mary are going to be out of the succession again. And I was. I- I, I had known I, I had assumed Mary was or that Elizabeth was in the succession because we're in Protestant world right now. But I was like, wait, so Mary's also yeah, part of the- Mary is still in the huh. Mary is next in line, which, like I said, has made a lot of people very nervous because they don't want a Catholic queen to re- retake the throne of England. And what's interesting is, again, historically, depending on who you read about Lady Jane Grey, a lot of people like to sort of cast. I think it's very interesting that the show is making her so aware of these sort of external plans and plots because a lot of history tends to remember her as sort of like a victim, sort of a woman who gets forced into a marriage. Spoiler alert, she's going to marry the other Dudley. Um, I think his name is Guilford. Wait, wait, and... wait, 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 wait. Um, so when you say the other, you mean the one that wasn't played by the the Harry Potter actor, Jamie Parker? Oh, was the he other... in Harry Potter? That was the, that's the Harry Potter actor from the, from the Cursed Child shows. Oh, I don't acknowledge Cursed Child. Okay, that's fine, um, but I no, no, no. That's that. Like that's the that's the that's where I know him. Like I, I with the exception of the girl who plays a uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth, I've seen all of these actors somewhere else. Yeah, I, the I, girl who plays Queen Elizabeth is her name is Alicia von Ritberg, and the thing that I think anybody on our side of the pond might have seen her in, she was in a French Netflix series called like, Charité Charity. Which okay. is the French word for charity, which I haven't gotten to that in my Duolingo yet. I'm sorry. But um, I think this is her first big uh, American, like English speaking role. Yeah. Um, I think she might have also been in some German stuff. I'm not sure. But she's also, she is herself very young. So she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a super long resume yet. Anyway, uh, Lady Jane Grey, Mary, Robert Dudley is, is this Harry Potter kid that I didn't realize was in Harry Potter. And he is the one who will ultimately grow up to be Elizabeth's other, maybe, maybe not man friend later in her life. He's also the one whose wife dies in mysterious circumstances. 
It's very like uh, it's very like Renaissance the staircase. <laughs> um, she literally does. Like they find her at the bottom of the stairs with broken necks. So her name is Amy Dudley, by the way, if anybody wants to wiki that. But uh, he has a brother or cousin. I think it's a brother. His name is, I believe it's Guilford. You guys can send me some emails if I'm getting this wrong. I'm literally doing it off the top of my head. Well, there is a Guilford. There is a Guilford on the cast list. Um, okay, go me. Anyway, go. he is. Uh, they are both the son of sons of John Dudley. I think is the elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the Earl of Leicester, or is that who? Anyway, it doesn't matter. According to the cast list, he is Duke of Northumberland. He, anyway, he eventually forces Guilford and Lady Jane to get married in the hopes that they, in the hopes that he can get them written into the succession. Jane specifically, because she is actually related to Henry VIII. Um, she's his sister's granddaughter, I think. I think. And so that he wants very much to get them written into the line of secession and Mary and Elizabeth written out. And that is ultimately sort of what happens. But then Mary gets an army and Mary gets her throne. I love, um, I love, I'm very, like, I feel like I have to preface this, preface this by being, by being like Mary Tudor was called Bloody Mary for a reason. She did kill a lot of people. She persecuted a lot of Protestants during her reign. She had some flaws, but she, I I don't think she killed any more people than her father did. And yet she's the one with this, with the misogynistic nickname. Thanks. Um, I'm curious. Okay. Since I've only seen the first episode and I know you've watched beyond that because you did, you were on the, um, you were on the, the, the press junket. Um, I'm curious. Um, is season one, just Edward? Uh, so far. Okay. All right. No, that, that, that's cool. I, I was, I was curious about that because, um, for this doesn't have a second season yet, but I would really, I, Having only even just seen one episode, I already know that I really need this to go more seasons or or have some kind of follow-up where we get Mary as queen. I would love a show with Mary as queen, like, so much. I don't know if anybody else watched the soapy show, The Tudors, back in the day, but I loved that show. Of course we all watched that show. I loved that show. And the girl, like, they had such a fascinating sort of young Mary on that show and I loved her and I really like I feel like it's such a that's another sort of female ruler that I think is really overdue for a re-examination because much like her mother we think about we think about the really we we think about Mary at the end of her life Mm. and when she was abandoned by the Spanish husband she married when she had repeatedly failed to have children when she had really become very fanatically religious and was burning Protestants at a much higher rate. And, and it makes her into sort of like the villain of the piece that, that we're all happy is gone so that the light of Elizabeth can shine. Well, and, and, and I feel like that's very much the Protestants won that battle take on history. If that makes sense. It is um, true. All of Mary's history is essentially written by Protestants. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I, 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 I already know that I want this show to go long enough that it can get a Mary um, that put Mary in charge or or to give us or or to give us a spinoff show in the same way the white queen and the white princess mm. did where we get that. a set where we get a second show where Mary is the, the is Mary is queen because I feel like this is a take that need I feel like this is a take we need. I agree. And even if even if we don't have a show that is specifically 
I think we could fold that into sort of like the idea behind becoming Elizabeth because uh, Elizabeth's youth had a lot of scandal <laughs> and a lot of, um, again, depending on who you read and who you believe, she may or may not have been involved in multiple plots against both of her siblings. And like, we don't, we don't know for sure what she did or did not do, but, but she was thrown in the tower at one point. And I mean, there's a lot, there's just a lot of material here that I've seen through the first four episodes. And I just, I, we're not going to get anywhere near that by the end. Okay. I'm, I, also, just the idea that of becoming Elizabeth, like, I have always sort of assumed um, somewhere in, in my brain without really knowing a lot about it, that watching the failures of Edward, Jane Grey, and Mary in a row before she gets to be, how old is she when she takes the throne? Like, 25, 30, something like that? I don't know. I don't think it's, she, a, it's I 17. Think- Hold on, I'm gonna Wikipedia. You talk. I'm Wikipedia. Okay. okay. Um, I, I I was under the impression it was her mid twenties, maybe slightly later. Um, that that there's a level where I fe- I've always sort of assumed that watching them fail really molded her into the choices she made that a lot of what she did with her virgin queen thing was in reaction to seeing mary's meltdown that her decisions to to basically you know not allow oh, no, you were right she was 25 oh 25 okay. until she was oh. she was 25 and she was and she reigned until she was 69 okay i i knew it, I, I knew it was like her mid-20s um because I remember, I remember that because I remember being so startled by it when I fir- when I first read that because I'd always sort of like assumed it sort of went Henry Elizabeth and then when the first time I got obsessed with the Tudors I guess it was like fourteen or fifteen I was like wait 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 there's like a whole decade here that like people just sort of skip um, but yeah I uh, I would really like to see how both Edward and Mary affect elizabeth and if it's just the plots that she lives through or if it's actually watching their reign and seeing how their reign i'd I'd love that story of of her learning from their mistakes as much as she does her own because that's you know i mean that's basically what we do in life and especially with siblings wow i'm learning all kinds of facts Ooh, uh mary is was only technically queen of england for five years i thought her reign was longer than that no, I know I, that. Yeah, that okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because it was like a decade that 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 Elizabeth basically had to live through while those two were were duking it out. And I, what I what I usually do in my brain is I usually think that it's like Edward was only like king for like a couple years and then Barry was longer. But I think it really five and five makes more sense. Lady Jane Grey was queen from the tenth of July until the nineteenth of July, fifteen fifty three. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I almost want the show to get to that just so I can see Bella Ramsey do that. Because damn, that girl. <laughs> She's such a great actor. Um, I know. Like I said, I really am intrigued to see, and I really am intrigued to see where they go with that character. Because I think you don't cast Bella Ramsey unless you're really going to do something interesting with the character. And it already feels to me like they're very much not going the sort of... of uh, like look at look at how this girl was sort of abused and forced in, into this without her knowledge or consent like this feels very much like she has more agency already that scene where she basically like you know basically does a complete dig elizabeth like oh well you're just gonna be pulled out of the line of succession anyway and then like totally backtracks oh well the, you know this is it's not my choice right like i just i was like nah nah this girl's a player <laughs> 
I hope so. Because I I really do think that's another really interesting snippet of history that we don't really look at that closely. Uh, what else? What else? I do back to Mary for a second. I really do also think that Ramala Garai, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering, butchering her last name, is really uh doing a great job, I think kind of displaying the humanity of Mary in the sense that I think it's obvious that both she and Elizabeth are so both so lonely and like so apart from everyone around them and I know mm. part of that is because in this scramble for power after Henry's death like no one knows who to trust no one knows who to believe like they I, I don't know that they necessarily had the greatest relationship throughout their their younger years she doesn't have a lot of screen time in that first episode but she does you feel her in that um and i have to say you know again i also really like the kid who plays edward he was in a murder at white house farms um that's the thing i remember him from i know he's been i think he's been in other things but that's the thing i remember him from and Uh, let's talk let's talk about um let's talk about tom seymour for a second because i it took me so long to figure out where i knew him from but he was tony he was tony gilling he was tony gillum on down abbey i guess it's the facial hair that really did it the like hit it for me yep he's he's really good at being hot and scuzzy at the same time (laughs) <laughs> yes it is it 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 it, it, it is Mary. i mean it we is- all tried to date that man when we were teenagers come on <laughs> um i mean and that and and when we were teenagers that guy thought it was perfectly okay to have us want to date him um and who kind of lived for it and didn't mind like feeling yeah yeah i feel like i get and i guess it's to the show's credit that i can't entirely tell much like with Catherine parr i can't entirely tell how much of how much of it is like genuine affection as completely uncomfortable and wrong as it is and how much is pure calculation i feel like and how much of it is also just an attraction to power yeah like the idea the the idea of i can do a princess just that as a turn on like that is i i feel like and i know but at the same time like i feel like i feel like all three of those things are present at once in even as scuzzy and upsetting as that scene was and how like how how much i wanted to like grab elizabeth and shake her and be like no girl i did that don't do that um it you know, like I honestly was really impressed by his performance because I couldn't tell either. I love when shows are actually honest about how dumb teenagers are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like when you watch, oh, yeah. like I was so dumb as a teenager, and I thought I was so smart, and I was not. Oh, all teenagers do. <laughs> But like, but like when you watch TV about teenagers, like, well, but it doesn't help that like you get things like Riverdale. Riverdale was what I was gonna say <laughs> because they're literally like running speakeasies out of the bottom floor of like the local diner, and and they have businesses and gangs, and I'm just like, what teens were doing? This? <laughs> but you know, no, there's I-, I mean, there's this sort of in a more in a more normal reference like our sort of ideas of teens like like look at gossip girl or something like that where we think these teens are really these teens today are really like self-aware and self-possessed and they're really adult but in teenage settings teenagers are dumb Mm -hmm. i was so dumb yeah i absolutely agree and i think it is i i think that mary's uh, sorry elizabeth's painful kind of innocence she thinks she's she thinks she's making plays there mm-hmm. talking to her talking to her lady's maid about how she wants to how how we should we should ask about that guy marrying him mm-hmm. right um and yet at the same time i love cat ashley can i just say <laughs> that that uh that's her lady's maid she's with her for like her whole life and she gets like thrown in the tower with her she is she is a ride or die friend is what i'm saying 
Um, I, I, I really appreciated how how much they played into the knowledge that we have of you know that he's already you know sleeping with and planning to marry Catherine Parr, and here's this poor girl who thinks she's making a play and has no freaking idea that like she's about to get played. Um, and yeah, I I really loved that. I. I really loved this first episode like so much in a way that I wasn't expecting. I think it's a very different. I think it's a very different kind of show about the tutors. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of the ways we like to tell story about these stories about these people is because we all have this very uh, like larger than life remembrance of of who they were. And I feel like this show treats them all really. It really humanizes them in a lot of ways for me. It treats them like regular people instead of like. That's Elizabeth. You know what I mean? And I do think that as much as I liked the White Queen and the White Princess and the Spanish Princess, I don't think they captured that. And I think that that's part of the that was that's part of the other reason why I feel like this is definitely I settled down expecting to feel like I was watching the next the next installment and I wasn't. Um, But I don't think that's a bad thing. I love all of my children equally. I will not agree with any of this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, but I honestly, like, I was, I was like, this is better. This is actually better than I was expecting. I was, ne- I was nervous, honestly, because I do love um, the. I keep saying like the first three, but I just like the Emma, the Emma Frost shows. I I love so much because they're so unabashedly female forward. Yes. Um, which I think is something that the genre doesn't necessarily necessarily do in the same in the same ways uh i think i think maybe this one is a little bit more true to life yeah. than the others because because the other three do take take some liberties with mm-hmm. what may or may not have happened i don't think elizabeth of york actually killed her brother from the tower <laughs> but you know it makes her good drama I don't think that that Elizabeth Woodville was a witch, for example. But right, no, um, that was actually the thing that was hardest to swallow for me when I when I watched it the first time um, was that was the, in the books. I know. <laughs> but it was like I was like and I was sort of glad as that dropped away as they went for as they went further in. Um, honestly, though, I this doesn't the first episode definitely doesn't feel as women forward, but that's not it still feels like it's from a women's perspective and it feels sympathetic to women without being over the top about it. And I really liked that. Like I could have told you that a woman wrote this without knowing oh, yes. that a woman wrote this. Yes. It very, I mean, honestly, just the scene with Elizabeth and, and Seymour at the end of this, at the end of the episode is absolutely written by a woman. Like you, you just know. Men would not have written the scene that way at all. <laughs> um, I think that's important too because I think, I think it's really hard. Some I I think I think this is the kind of story that you definitely need a woman's touch on because it's so hard to talk about the Thomas and Elizabeth thing in a way that's honest to the way that it probably happened or might have happened, depending on on what you what you believe and of course elizabeth would have had every elizabeth and all of her supporters would have had every reason to sort of quash any rumor of any of that not just because she was a princess but because of who her mother was and what her mother was accused of Mm. like the shadow of anne boleyn is very clearly like over her life Oh yeah, I, even from the beginning, like it's one of the first things she says is that you know she she's she's looking desperately at people like 
every everywhere she looks, she's waiting for someone to call her a whore. Like at every turn. And several people do over the course of the show. And and I actually really like they I think it's probably really honest, but I hate it. Uh is that several people actually don't even say Amblin's name. They just call her the great whore because that's what people called her after she was killed. Yeah. And, and I hate and, it. And you can tell that you you can tell that that first and foremost, beyond anything else, might be the reason behind the virgin stuff. Even even when she's gonna have like, you know, if 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 Seymour, you know, Seymour scars her and others scar her to turn her into that, like the just the way her mother was treated and talked about, um, is enough just on its own, I think. I th- yeah, I think that's true. But I think I think that sort of really does not to say that men can't tell those stories, but I think I think it it's good that it's a woman doing this show yes i absolutely agree um so this show runs eight episodes um so. so you've you've seen the first four yeah, uh, no, i know i know it runs four. eight episodes because i wrote about it because i wrote that oh <laughs> yes i've seen half of it then okay um and it's going to be weekly on stars um on and Sundays. star streaming Mm-hmm. Um, which, which means I'm... if you have star streaming you can watch it like sunday morning because mm-hmm. they're weird that way like it's linear broadcast will be sunday nights but it will be on the app i think like midnight on saturday i don't know i used to really watch like the spanish princess really early because sundays back then were very jam-packed and it made life easier um I don't know what the future plans for this show are or if they're thinking of you know kind of making it into a larger franchise i do know i i really like this cast so i hope so um, but I do know that Stars is also working on several. They've sort of really embraced this this kind of niche identity as as we're going to make like female focused historical dramas. That's going to be a thing that we do. Uh, I think part of it is due to the success of Outlander. But the White Queen and the White Princess and the Spanish Princess were all pretty decent hits for them too. It, it I, I think it's also the fact that um, for for all I think that this is also a little bit of a default because you know when they do make male stuff, it doesn't it doesn't fly. <laughs> um, but they are, I know they are working on a show about Eleanor of Aquitaine, which I'm mm, very excited right. about. And I believe also Catherine de' Medici, which that one at least has a title. It's called The Serpent Queen. I'm excited about that. Talk about another woman who gets a bad rap in history. I don't think she was a witch either. <laughs> I hope that they don't do that. Well, I, I, I feel very bad that I do not like witchcraft, but people, people, if I'm watching a historical drama, leave the witchcraft for the sci-fi. The thing is, the thing is, is that makes a certain amount of sense because historically speaking, people are are made very anxious by women with power and they need to explain how that woman came to power in a world where she's not supposed to be able to do that. So it's a lot easier to call a woman a witch than it is to admit that she might actually be like capable a little bit like 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 we can't like people believe that aliens built the pyramids because they can't actually believe that people of color could build pyramids. I'm making a face. I'm like I don't know if that if that necessarily works, but it is. I mean that is another go to. Like it's yeah. throughout history, women who have been problematic are called witches, and it's really annoying because you know what? Catherine de Medici was also very problematic. She probably killed some people. Actually, she definitely killed some people, but that doesn't mean she was witch. Well, it's more of a that we have we can't accept that something was done not by white men that it was done by women or it was done by people of color. So we have to come up with some sort of fairy tale to explain it. 
is more what I was thinking because I, I I think of aliens as a fairy tale still. Um, I don't know, <laughs> even though I've heard that apparently they're they're here or something or that there were UFOs. I don't know. Um, that, that all got squashed by like I don't know other apocalyptic stuff. <laughs> anyway, ladies, <laughs> on star- ladies on stars and historical dramas. I'm into them. I will watch all of them. Make more of them. The end. Please. <laughs> that way we have I, more things for Lacey to talk about. And she I can... know, right? Like, I feel like I keep talking because I'm like, the next three or four episodes we do are going to be like on mystery shows. So I'm trying to drag this out, but I will stop I'm so now. sorry. We, we will get through Endeavor together. I'll hold your hand. It'll be fine. Thank you. But everybody <laughs> go watch Becoming Elizabeth. It's really good. Um, Annie, that is our show. We're a little long. So tell the people where you live on the internet. Um, You can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Uh, you can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy tails at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, I am a staff writer elite daily, and I also am the associate editor here at Televisions and a freelance around the web. Currently, I am writing about uh, Miss Marvel a bunch because I really, really love that show. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, if you just want to know what I wrote, just go to my Twitter and follow me there because I retweet all my bylines and that's where you'll find them. Huzzah. I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And like Annie, I write a lot here on televisions and around the entertainment web. So come be my friend and you can read all about whatever I'm writing about, which is, as some of you may have guessed from listening to me talk on the show, eclectic and varied. If you just want the British stuff, the site and the pod are on social media at Televisions Blog, all one word on Facebook, Tele underscore Visions on Twitter, and you can listen to this podcast on WETA's YouTube channel at WETA PBS. We have a website with a bunch of cool stuff on it, and if you visit it at televisions.org, you can read all of our recaps, get news updates, and click on that donate button up top to help us keep making all of this content for your eyes and ears. If you do choose to do that, you can get access to PBS Passport, which this summer is chock full of early and exclusive binge opportunities for a variety of shows including the aforementioned season of Endeavor (sighs) it's fine I'll get through it I'm trying to think if there's anything else I usually put in this field and I don't think so other than it is officially summer we are here sweating in the swamp of the DC metro area thanks Alexander Hamilton right (sighs) although I I feel like the song says that was Jefferson's fault but (laughs) Um, we are doing our best to stay safe and keep our families and loved ones safe and hope you are too get another booster if you're eligible wear a mask if you're going to be in a large crowd I know people are over it but it's scary out there and just take care of yourselves take care of each other be nice to a stranger and uh, that's our show we'll see you next week thanks for listening <laughs>